We're At on. The count of, we'll do a one, oh. two, three, four. Oh, sorry. One, two, three, four. All right. We're synced up. <laughs> I love how we're musicians and I clapped after three. <laughs> As we sit here telling stories till it's quarter after three. The details are so gory, but that's how they're supposed to be. And this waiter must be wondering if we're ever gonna leave. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is John Kim Fay, and welcome to a very special episode of Talking at the Diner, a show in which I usually have stimulating conversations with fellow musicians and creatives in the comfortable confines of the diner of their choice. And I need to emphasize usually, because the reason that this is a very special episode is that the conversation takes place not inside the diner, but both on the way and on the way back. Why, you may ask? Well, because the diner was closed! Yes, the Whitman Diner in Turnersville, New Jersey, closed on Mondays. Sorry, we're closed. Your hunger means nothing to us. But friends, I'm here to tell you that did not stop me or today's guest from having the kind of interesting in-the-weeds conversation that we actually have quite often. Let it be known, my good friend Joey DiTullio and I are back on our bullshit. And unlike the bus driver in the Wesley Willis classic Fit-Throwing Hell Ride, Joey does not get tired of my bullshit, nor does he tell me to shut my foul mouth up. He got so tired of my bullshit, he told me to shut my foul mouth up. Eventually, we did make our way to the Lampost Diner in Clementon, New Jersey, where Joey won a prize from the claw machine. Uh, it wasn't the prize we both wanted him to win. He was going for a white teddy bear dressed like a Catholic priest on Easter, uh, instead, he won this red cow hand puppet thing that he couldn't even operate because his hands are too big. So, for the uninitiated, Joey DiTullio has been a major figure in my musical life for close to a decade. I met him when he was just a teenage guitar prodigy, and he has since evolved into one of the best all-around musicians I know. He's a multi-threat instrumentalist, one of my favorite singers to harmonize with, and now he's also a producer, engineer, and go-to session musician. He's been a cornerstone bandmate of mine, being as he is the OG meddling kid. And if you've never heard Joey's own music, he sounds like this. Don't tell me what it got up and live. I love my rock and roll and you can't take that from I dress how a wild and I don't filter my speech If you got a problem with it, baby, maybe you should be Don't tell me what I got up So without further ado, everybody, please enjoy my conversation with Joey DiTullio on a very special episode 
of walking to the diner. And everything is on the table when we're talking at the diner. One of those things. Look at this day. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. This is what I've been waiting for. Oh, yes. Oh, it's instantly refreshing. Yeah. Gonna get some steps in. Gonna have a meal. Nice conversation. I always think it's weird walking around here specifically um, because nobody's ever outside here. Like, Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. Maybe it's the age of the people living in these houses. I don't know because I haven't really met a lot of them. Mm. Um, but you I kind always... of kept to yourself. <laughs> well, when, <laughs> when we were growing up, it was just my brothers and I, and the, the neighborhood had like just turned over, I guess is what you call it. Oh, right. Where so you we, were the, we were the, the only the young new ones. people. In the yeah, family, we yeah. were the only young ones, and everyone else like were empty nesters by that time. I got you. And all the other like kids lived on the other side of the elementary school. That's right there. So they were all friends with each other over there, and then it was like, bink. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were here. Dink. Um, but like walking around it, I feel like I'm in like a like a kid's like play town thing where everything else is like mannequins and like figurines and like I'm the only real walking around <laughs> the only person. actual human being. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm like you know, I woke up and like the apocalypse happened or the rapture happened or something and everybody's like out of here. <laughs> You're like what happened? Right. It's so odd. There's a Twilight Zone that's... Uh, have you ever watched, like, old Twilight Zone? Yeah. I have. There's one where this dude... I think he, like, wakes up in a town that's, like, completely abandoned, and he's like, oh, I'll go into this diner and order, you know, like, a, a meal. Right. And he goes in, he's all cocky. He's like, hey, I got... American money here. I'm trying to order some eggs. Over easy. <laughs> and black coffee or whatever. And then it dawns on him. There's nobody here. <laughs> <coughs> like he literally goes in the back to yell at whoever's working there. And there's nobody in there. There's nobody in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah, okay. You're that guy. Uh, yeah, well. Maybe when we get to the Whitman... Oh my god, be completely abandoned. (laughs) I mean, we literally haven't seen any other human beings since we left your house. I know, that's what I mean. It could have gone down. It's eerie. (laughs) It's yeah, I feel like I'm like a miniature. There's a car up there, so there is is some life. Unless that's an autonomous vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which way do we want to? You tell me. This is your well deserted neighborhood. <laughs> Guess you're right. You lead the way. Did we walk there before? We, we have walked to the Whitman before. Well, no, wait. We walked. F- oh, did we? Well, if we walked one, like we wouldn't just walk one way. <laughs> I suppose you're right. I don't. We've never been dropped off there. Why do I not remember been... the way that we took the first time? 
I don't know. That, that you're right. Like, I only remember walking, walking back. back. <laughs> Because I feel like this is not the way that I would normally go. Because now we have no, to walk along the main road. Probably not. But, hey. Mm. No, I, actually, I do remember, like, we walked more towards where the... Is there a school back there? Yes. You were we like, did yeah, walk we'll the take school. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. We'll, we'll walk on some... That's, that's the some other... Some grass. That's <laughs> the other weird thing about <laughs> me growing up here is that I was very, like... Uh, I guess easily distracted. So, you know, I guess when you're a kid, you take like walks around your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. My parents really didn't let me do that until I was like way <laughs> it older. It was her than necessary. Why? What's Did it? they not trust? Not the, not the necessary, but I was very much like, oh, look, a butterfly. So maybe mm. I guess they were worried I'd be hit by a car. You were or, too curious. Or lost or I, something. I see. I so I, they didn't like walk around until I was older and very quickly after I came of age to, to walk the neighborhood, as you will, <laughs> yeah. I started like hanging out at Dobbs. So then I was oh, not right. here. You were immediately thrown into a bar <laughs> at, well, at 15 w- or 14 w- or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In, in, I would say invited, invited out to. Right. Well, by you. By me. Unless you, you know, threw I, me into I, the bar. I have, you know, this you, is all your fault, If Dad. you really think about it, like, I've brought so many underage people into bars in my life. <laughs> I really should be thrown in jail. <laughs> honestly. Like, luckily, you never drank. Right. Everyone else did. <laughs> oh, well. But <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. So. I was actually looking at, um, you know, sometimes you, like, dig around... Your Facebook memories. That's a real rare thing for me. But mm. something came up last week. And I was looking at like some 2013 or 14 era stuff. Oh, maybe even 2012 even. And there's there's pictures of you like playing at Dobbs or whatever. I'm like, God damn, Joey was so young. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, because... It just seems like, you know, you've all you're always you. Right. But then like you look back at a picture from like 8 years ago or something and you're like, "Damn." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think about it, I went to Dobbs the first time either 13 or 14. I don't remember. Yeah. But that means we're we've either just passed or are just coming up on like 10 years knowing, of each, knowing other each other for 10 years. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's wild. But you know, you have several relationships where you can say, well, I've now known you for 10 years or maybe sure. 20 or yeah. whatever. Like or you've, more, yeah. You've known multiple people for, for long periods yes. of time. Yes. Where, like, I, there are people that I know for 10 years or 15-year cousins and stuff. Yeah. But it's different when you, like, make a friendship and then, like, you hold that for 10 years. And I feel like yeah. you're my first, like, experience in that. Like, I, I have a friend, Kyle, who I met when I was in fourth grade. But, like, yes. we lost touch for several years when I stopped going to school and he went to college. And, like, we've linked back up recently. But I feel mm-hmm. like once we really started to bond, we really stayed friends kind of yeah. very consistently. 
for that whole time. And that's like, that's really cool. Well, I value that a great deal. Yeah, you know, me too. I mean, you know, I mean, there's definitely been breaks when our musical friendship has right. paused. Right. But I can't ever remember a time. Are we going to have to climb a fence at some point? Like, where the ah, fuck shit. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we gotta cut. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go through Starbucks parking lot here. <laughs> I can't ever remember a time where I was like, man, it's been like a year since I spoke to John. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's never no. been a time. Well, where I mean, musical happenings aside, there's we've really, you know, it's not like we ever lost touch or right. s- stopped anything. Well, Because we have to talk about things like uh, owner of a lonely heart <laughs> playing out of lifestyle tuxedo, the tuxedo place. <laughs> yeah, this is totally not the naturey scenic route I was. It's okay for. though. It's fine. Well, you know, we could just turn around and walk the whole way back. The other way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the scenic route back. Right. A little, a little more leisurely. This is actually kind of nice. You can like, I like looking at shit on the ground. Like, say, for example, this decayed apple. Yeah, on the ground. it almost looks petrified. It, it, really, it does. And you know I'm fascinated by that stuff. Yeah. Not unlike my yam <laughs> in high school. Your yam? Oh, I never told you that story? No. Oh. When I was in high school, I kept a yam in the back of my car <laughs> for like months just to see... What would happen to it? What would happen. Wow. Yeah. And? And it like became like a, like a, you know, it shrank, it caramelized. It didn't get like disgusting and smelly and gross. No, wow. it, it wasn't. It was not like cooked. Right. It was just a raw yam. Huh. But I, I, you know, I mean, part of me was just like curious, and part of me just thought it was funny and weird, which it was. Right. Well, or, like to like I don't even nest. You know, like. I don't really know what a yam is. Isn't it like a It's a sweet potato? potato? Right. Yeah. So, but don't potatoes get like disgusting and moldy if you just leave them for long enough or no? Well, that was what I was trying to find out. Huh. It did not get moldy or disgusting. It did lose its moisture and caramelize kind wow. of like on the outside. Because, you know, potatoes grow those like little yeah, things like little, out of uh, What do they call them? Ears or eyes or whatever. I, I don't know. Some sort of extremity. Oh, now we're going to get attacked by geese. Look at this. <laughs> Maybe they're going to the diner, too. Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. They're like, look at us, walking like a couple of humans. Mm. You ever been attacked by a goose? No. I've never <laughs> been attacked by a geese, but I'm very wary. Of birds? Of possible geese Hello. goose attacks. Any uh, particular reason why? Well, there was a, a park near my kid's house that um, is overrun by geese. Oh. Like, there was a time in, like, the uh, sort of the late aughts where you couldn't <laughs> take a walk in that park without, like, stepping in a load of goose shit, like, every five steps. Really? To the point where... They had to put up signs saying, goose abatement program. Meaning like, hey, you want to come in and kill a few of these fuckers? Have at it. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Wow. 
That's amazing. Yeah. But when my kids were little, it was a genuine concern. It's like, don't walk over by that pack of geese because they will fucking attack you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You, For a child, that's a formidable enemy. It's totally formidable. I felt it was formidable even as an adult. Yeah, well, I'm assuming, yes, seven or eight geese, you know, right. if they team up on you, it's <laughs> like, it takes a lot less effort to just run away at that point. Yeah, exactly. And for a child, well, they have tiny legs. So I mean, when... Certain death. When you're talking about seven or eight geese. <laughs> right, well, against a seven or eight-year-old. That's right. They're, you're done. This is... Uh, one of the best pieces of parenting I did was to keep them away from the geese. <laughs> <laughs> Very wary. And I would also geese always attack. sing. Um, I would I would have a little song to sing for them, to the tune of uh, the geese or the kids. The kids. Oh, uh, to the tune of "Little Deuce Coop" by the Beach Boys. But it'd be like. It's a little goose poop. <laughs> little goose poop. I don't know what I got. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, the Whitman is in sight. Is this place even open, Joey? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to walk up to it. Walking to the diner. <laughs> Are they really not open Every on Sundays? Day. Well, first of all, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, this, this, this could be a revolutionary episode of this podcast <laughs> you walk to the diner only, to, only this is good the diner was closed and it's also not Sunday yeah that's not looking good okay but well this falls in line with our abandoned th- town theory right <laughs> it really does <laughs> this is fucking hilarious <laughs> closed Mondays <laughs> Oh, new hours, new menu. So this is, they did a revamp. Okay, well, that doesn't help us now. <laughs> but. <laughs> I should have known. That's okay. It's not your job to know. Wow. We took the non-scenic route to a diner that was closed. <laughs> that, that actually reminds me of a very key cornerstone story of my youth. So my sister and her boyfriend, they took me skiing when I was like maybe 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. And it was up in Canada. So you're familiar with the traditional ski lift, right? Yes. So at this place, they had that, but only for basically like intermediate and expert hills. And me being a beginner, I was only going down beginner hills. But what they have for that is not a typical ski lift, but a thing called a T-bar. Okay. And it's basically, it's, you know, it's the same concept as a lift in that it's just like on this sort of like, what do you call it? Long 
track. Yeah, it's on a track, but it's it's these bars in the shape of an upside down T that hang from the thing. Tell me you around. just get on it. You're supposed to get on it with another person. To balance out. To balance out. So, as it's swinging around, you, you, you and a partner, in your skis and your poles and just being clumsy and whatever. Right. Have to let this thing basically come under the cheeks of your ass <laughs> at the same time as another person <laughs> and then let it pull you with your skis on the ground up the hill. Oh, so it's you're not being lifted, you're just being shoved. You're you're right. Correct. <laughs> okay. I can't tell you how many times I fell off this fucking thing. <laughs> And I was so f- frustrated and angry. <laughs> and, you know, my sister, who had left me there with, like, some ski instructor named Jacques, you know, <laughs> basically, like, comes down after, like, a whole morning of, like, you know... Having fun. Having fun. Intermediate hills. Right. And um, she's like, oh, you know, she felt really bad. She's like, just come up, you know, we'll just go on the ski lift and, uh, you know, then we'll go get something to eat. And that's all I heard was like, oh, food is in the offing? Sure. I'm in. I'm in. So we get up on this, you know, we go up on the ski lift and then we get to the top and I look down just an intermediate hill. Right. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it down this hill alive. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I'm 11. I don't know what I'm doing. I have not been doing well (laughs) the whole time. So... I mean, she had been to this place before, so I guess she knew it pretty well. She's like, oh, if we go in this direction, there's a hill that's not as steep, and at the bottom of the hill is this restaurant called the Pompelais. It's great. You're going to love it. Oh, nice. So I'm like, all right. Well, it turns out this alternate hill was not packed. Oh, oh, no. So, and so technically... This trail is closed. <laughs> right. And it's, it's also, there's trees all around. It's not just like a big open, like, hill. Right. Like, you're skiing through, like, trees okay. and stuff. Right. right. Down a hill. Right. Which is even more dangerous. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, like, falling every 10 feet, almost hitting trees. <laughs> it takes, like, half an hour to get down this hill. And I'm literally in tears at that point. Oh, like yeah, you're that frustrated where you're just like, crying. Just, like, dripping down my face. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but, you know, we're here at the restaurant, so I, like, walk up to the door of the Pompelais, and, like, it's, like, locked, <laughs> closed. <laughs> you just want to give up. So the word Pompelais became, like, a word that I would use initially... In its purest form, like any time, what just happened to us? You a go to a restaurant and it's close. Oh, Pompelais! Pompelais! <laughs> or for short, you, you, got, you got pompered. <laughs> nice. Pompelais. Through the rest of my like, uh, adolescence and teenage years, the word actually evolved and morphed. My friends and I, initially, we would use it in its like pure form but then it became it encompassed like any form of rejection right so it's like oh yes that girl out and she said no yeah she's 
pomp of pomp at me, <laughs> you know. So then, in like tenth grade, I wrote a whole English essay about that story. Wow! And my English teacher, Mr. Lowe, really liked it, so he read it out loud in the class. Right. And then when he got to the word pompalaise, he mispronounced it polonaise, <laughs> which in and of itself was a pompa on me. So then, instead of pompa, like the word naze became a thing. Wow. So I was like, oh, you got nazed. <laughs> <laughs> what an evolution. Oh, yeah. There's still people in my circle who use that word regularly now. Naze? Yeah. Wow. It's like, oh, they were acting like an asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. Nays. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nays. I remember incredible. in college, uh, they sold like a University of Delaware like football player bobblehead. Right. And um, it had like a little thing in the back that you would like squeeze with your thumb and it would, you would have these fists. Oh. That would go like this. So I like cut out like a big construction paper N and I turned him into Naze Man. <laughs> and I would just like go up to people and be like, Naze, 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 Very obnoxious, but I was entertained. <laughs> That's, that, I, it blows my mind that, that A, that word has lasted you this long oh, yeah. and morphed but and the morphed. fact that like other people it was so weighted to them that they continue to use that i think that they just like it it That's sounds what I mean. it sounds good you know like but you'd figure after, especially if you say it with like gusto they're like nice <laughs> well like you gotta think you came that happened when you were 11 yeah and you, um, you know, told enough people that story to where they thought it was funny. It was an right. inside joke. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, continued. But as people grow and they do other things, like certain things just fall to the wayside. You're right. And that complete, to the, to the point where you were in college and it was still so it actually, prevalent. It actually was not only prevalent, but it grew in college. Like we, I told a lot more people there than even in high school because a lot of my high school friends they still say they still say pompa right (laughs) like they weren't really part of the evolution of the word um yeah it's interesting i i i love making up my own words that's a great topic (laughs) for an english essay just on language and how Mm -hmm. that can mean it's not even anything yet it meant something so specific that's why it's it's very interesting to me like how Different linguistic things have changed in our society over the past, like, you know, a couple decades or whatever. Yeah. It kind of makes me, and I have, believe me, I have a lot of people in my uh, age peer group who complain about how people say things now and, you know, kind of like the grammar police kind of thing. And there are days when I feel like I'm part of that too, but then I'm like, well... Hasn't language always been that once the majority of people say something a certain way, that's just the way it becomes? Right. You know, because words have morphed so much over the centuries. Yeah. So I try to, like, not be too judgmental or angry when, you know, something that used to really piss me off is, like, people saying, oh, yeah, that happened on accident. 
I can't fucking stand mm, that. Mean, it's always, meaning by it's accident? It's always, always been by accident until, right. like, something happened. Like, I don't have my finger it, it on the exact... It happened on accident. <laughs> you see? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a, a huge pain in my side after you said that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, right. Well, but then you, then you, like, really analyze, and it's like, well, what is... The opposite of that, the antonym of that, it would be on purpose. Right. Oh, yeah, there's like a... Well, Do you think he knows that that happened? What, that the, a tree just fell in or his driveway? Or is this like or? new and he's not home yet? Like, do, do you think he would have tried to move it by now? Well, he's probably like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Maze. Maze. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, there's very. Just, there's such a tree that just fell on top of my car. Yeah, it's not like the car is like dented or damaged. No, that's probably it almost why looks like he pulled in there. It's a, that's probably why he's done nothing about it. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know. <laughs> but, but like, don't you have to? Oh, go nice. To... <laughs> right. See, like once you look around everywhere in your, you know, immediate vicinity, there's so many nases right. <laughs> that are just right in front of you. I agree, though, about the language thing. I mean, because, <clears throat> I mean, it depends on how weird you want to get with it. Because, like, you go a step further and it's like, what are words anyways? And why are you putting so much, like, meaning into it being a certain way? Just like Pompolis turning into nays. It, right. it, it's just, it, it means, the, means same the same thing. It's yeah. just a sound that correlates to like an emotion at the end of the day. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. It's, you know, why do people get so upset by quote unquote curse words? Right. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I feel like by design, you're. You know, you, there's anger and then there's like a level above anger. And I feel like there needs to be a certain <clears throat> subsect of words that are designed to upset you to when inflame. you say them or hear them. Yeah. Like they're supposed to be like if you say that, you get upset or hurt or really angry. I feel right. like there's got to be a certain few words that you can do that because when you're mad, you don't just want to go say anything. You want to. Yeah, but I guess my, my point is, is like there's a whole sector of society that even though they want to say shit they'll say sugar because they can't bring themselves to say it even though the emotion behind it is exactly the same so like what are you getting hung up on well true but then that's also their version of cursing because you to others they know they're so angry that they could say it you know, so it's saying right. like sugar, it's like, whoa, they're so mad they had to come up with a different word other than the curse word. <laughs> oh, so you think that that's even, it, their their feelings are even more intense if they say sugar. Right, you're like mother flipping flamingos. Right. <laughs> you really got to like so think it's really, about that. It's really a level past motherfucker. Right. Is what you're saying. That's an, that's an interesting take. To the people that religiously I never really thought about that. it like that. Well, the, to the people that religiously don't curse, it's like they have to be at that point and then really choose not to use it. Right. So, so there's, 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 a, a, there's a calculated there's a portion calculated, of that. Yeah, calculus, yes. Hey, guys. Hey. 
Well, that was a pleasant interaction in your neighborhood, I, Joey. I think that's the first time I've ever had one. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> well, it should be noted that it was the three little kids on bikes. But hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, language is very... Uh, well, it's always interested me. And how it gets mutated we're in an interesting time yeah i i agree like i it there's like language i mean even if you just go with like english for now there's english and then like you said there's like different groups of words like curse words and then you know within curse words there are people that take that sound and attribute a different energy to it uh-huh. than the one maybe it was originally for. Like you and I, we use curse words in the opposite way. Right. You know, we don't use it really for, for comedy, comedic humor. relief. Yeah. 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 We use it that way. Or, you know, just to be quirky and weird and funny, they're just interesting words to use uh, where other people might use them for anger. And then, you know, you have these like new phrases to me i almost feel like what you were saying with with people you know the on accident by accident thing like Mm -hmm. there's a term that's going around called push and pee push and pee push and pee yeah to mean to mean what i think it means like doing the right thing like you're you're being proactive you're you're not being lazy you're you're so, Going and so getting it. does P stand for proactivity? <laughs> Push and proactivity. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it's like. I, or do I, you I, somehow I, doubt it? <laughs> I, I don't know what it stands for. A, a rapper like I coined the phrase. Okay. And. Um, well, I'm they, familiar everyone, with OPP. I'm definitely. Everyone was asking, like, what does that even mean? Like, how do you, how do you define push and P? Right. Uh, and I thought I read somewhere it's like you know if you if you come up in the music game and then you turn around and you you know you buy your your mama house like push and pee and he like listed all these Uh-oh. like right positive on. okay maybe that maybe it's positivity I don't know he didn't really say like the the p refers to an emoji on the emoji keyboard it's like a blue box with a white p on it pushing wow that emoji I don't know but, but like that it's very. It's weird how so everything is morphing. There's some vagueness to it that allows Is there people... not a fence there? Look at that. Yeah, the I see The only him. reason that dog is not attacking us is because he knows he's not allowed. Maybe there's an electric... I think he might have an electric collar. Well, either way, he knows he's not allowed. Yeah, all right. That's, that's more intimidating. But now with language, like, it's almost... We're moving since emojis and stuff. We're moving... We're not moving, but we're strafing towards like a lot more image-based communication too. Yeah, that's a good point about like the visuals because you know, as I mean, for people of a certain age, like texting is so much more prevalent than having a phone conversation. Yeah. Yes. So the way you communicate visually becomes sort of like your primary. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very odd. Um, 
But then you take it and you look at language, you look at words in different languages. And there's a whole other separate thing. To me, language is so odd and so interesting. It's something that I really wish I had more knowledge in. It's so tied to the culture that speaks it. It's crazy. Like, I, I... It's totally not cool to do. But I would love to see what, like... If you some I don't know, there's so many variables, it's impossible and super, super unethical to do. <laughs> but like get a handful of babies like in a room and just let them figure it out. <laughs> you know, like give them what they need to survive and stuff. But like see right. what they do to don't, like make don't their own. Don't speak to them ever. Right. Right. Now, would do, would they make sounds on their own? Would they go to more of a sign language based thing or grunting? Or would they come up with words and like make it all the way through like their their you know adolescence and their adult right. like see what would happen because like we don't know how the language started i mean we kind of do but we don't really know we weren't there yeah when they started making these sounds and then as language started to develop who were the ones that decided like like nays Right. It's, it's somebody just came up with an idea that eventually everybody liked the most. That's the thing, yeah. And they started correcting everyone else. No, it's this. Yeah, and and just because, you know, somebody beyond that process is like, you know, we ought to, like, put all that in a book. <laughs> right. Right? So right. The, dictionary, sure on the-, the dictionary is born, and then people get very attached to that. Well, it's in the dictionary. <laughs> you know? Right. Like well, the you only- can't you can't use nays in Scrabble, right? Right. right. You fuck well should be able to. I agree. <laughs> well, right. I mean, if, if if enough, well, that's the thing. If enough people use something, it then gets added to the dictionary. That's but at exactly the, it. The and problem that's- is there's so many people now, and not even that there's so many people, but the interconnectivity of people these days is so advanced. That there are so many like subsects of the population to where, you know, maybe a hundred thousand people could agree that something is a word. Right. And 250,000 people think that it's a slightly different variation of it. And another 120,000 think that neither of those are right and it should never be a word. Right. And that would never be the case if we weren't so all interconnected with like technology and stuff. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there's, there's so many more like little dialects in the world. Yeah. You know, even like different, like online communities have their own subset of words. That's yeah. You know, and and, just even, even like with texting, you know, younger people, I feel like text different than older people or like, you know, for for me, there was a time with the group of people I was communicating with where using correct punctuation was considered, like, toward the angry spectrum of emotion. Yes. And, like, mm-hmm. the cordial, you know, baseline was all lowercase and rarely any punctuation, if possible. Right. right. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's like you know, and the, and you're right. Like there have actually been times when I've like 
written a text or even generally a text. Yeah. Like emails are still emails are emails. Yeah. Proper which is good. Which grammar. is cool. There's a sector for that. Yeah. But anyways. But like I'm like, should I put an exclamation point here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's what do I need to? put a smiley face by this to make sure that I'm not misunderstood. And to that point, what smiley face is the right smiley face? Correct. Like, because there are certain, I feel like you can tell a lot about a person by the way they text nowadays, because yes. I feel like if we have a 20 minute conversation, like off, off bat, the way you use punctuation can instantly narrow down from like any type of person Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> to like a very specific like ABCD type thing of like what kind of general person you are. Like it can really get specific quick. And then the longer you have the conversation, like it continues to narrow down based off of like the emojis you use, the punctuation you use, That's if you use run on sentences, like something that, that that helps me is like people that put spaces before periods. Yes. That's a very specific type of person. (laughs) However, if you don't normally talk like that and you're aware of it and you're upset, you can put a space before Mm -hmm. the period and it makes you sound much more upset. Wow. There's like a whole, there's a whole (laughs) thing. It's like, there's so much information. Which which is the moment where I'm like, I'm just fucking calling this person. (laughs) And then uh, get sent a voicemail. And then, sure. Uh, and if they answer, they're like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Right. Because calling yeah. nowadays is like, you know, the red phone ringing. I mean, that is something that I'm still holding on to a little bit. I mean, I just feel like I communicate best when I'm speaking with someone. Yeah, I enjoy phone conversations. It's, you know, it's a little more uh hand on the on the same window type mm-hmm. thing yeah texting there's it's, there's still too much distance there but i mean i i have friends and acquaintances who are a generation older than you mm. who are like i won't talk to you on the phone yeah what you know i'll have a facetime with you really like that's okay but you can't just really? talk audio not wow see that's i've not experience that so yeah. they'll text you they'll either they'll text you or facetime you but no middle ground i either no. want to see you i either want to hear what you're saying and look at you while you're saying it right. or i want nothing to do with that type of communication <laughs> exactly wow isn't that wild that is that's really interesting i wonder why i've never really um had the courage to ask because i think it would sound accusatory and, right. So, like, what and the when fuck? somebody is that fucking weird, where they can't have a phone conversation with you, <laughs> even bringing it up. Greetings. Where'd you go? We tried to walk to the uh, diner, but it's closed on Sundays now. It's, it's Monday. Every day. And it's not oh, Sunday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> it's closed on Mondays now. And I see. Remember, kids, be sure to check the hours of your local eating establishments before you walk a mile all the way there and suffer the indignity of a pompalaise. 
See? Some of you learned a new word today. I want to thank Joey DiTullio for a great talk and a great day overall because I'm announcing right here, right now, that Joey has been working with me to get a few of my songs into shape for upcoming release, and you'll be hearing some of this stuff soon. But until then, and until our next audio adventure, please be kind to yourselves and to your fellow humans. My name is John Kim Fay, and I hope you'll join me again on Talking at the Diner. Everything is on the table When we're talking at the diner Talking at the diner Talking at